Hi and welcome to our second unit of our wonderful course on how to teach English like an expert. Today we're going to talk about who and what have influenced this course, and that inherently、um, actually relates to my own teaching career. So it's actually not easy to make a list of what the most or least important things were that helped me teach students from all over the world. It's actually kind of a bittersweet story, but all in all, I think it was the convergence of a few factors, which helped me figure out the way I needed my students to learn English. But the one factor that has always kept me growing and hoping to become the best was that I don't want to teach the way my teachers taught me, or should I say, how the bad teachers taught me. I know I can't simply be blaming teachers for my own lack of interest or capacity, but I can surely blame them for not making the effort to somehow spark a bit of motivation and curiosity about the subject they were trying to teach me. Although this might be a bit disrespectful, it's just the way it was when I was a schoolboy. I spent most of my school years in an old colonial-style British education system school, so. I did get some serious punishment for not having done my homework or not knowing an answer in class. Later, I had the chance to experience a much more relaxed schooling environment in Spain and in the United States. No matter where I was, all the schools I went to lacked that interest for my own learning needs. At the time, I had no idea that students needed to be at the center of the whole learning process. I just knew I had to figure it out by myself, and I had to figure out how I could learn best and try to apply it in all the subjects. And of course, I did. I was lucky, though. Somehow, I could read something and process the information instantly, and then lay it out in writing whenever it was necessary. Well. This worked really well for subjects that didn't require much logical thinking, such as literature and history. Subjects like maths or physics, I struggled with a lot. In any case, nobody took the time to actually at least point me in the right direction to improve my learning style. So. When my career led me to teaching English, I started to read everything I could get my hands on about teaching. I even took up teaching English for primary students as a foreign language at university, which once again was more of the same—not learner-centered and totally content-centered. Nothing could show me how I could help myself nor my students learn better. So the only thing left to do was to figure it out on my own. And that's how I stumbled upon the most logical, classical way of teaching, which is the learner-centered approach. This means that the learner or student is responsible for learning, while the tutor is responsible for facilitating the learning. You see the difference there? Facilitating the learning, not just the content. You facilitate how students can learn better. The content can be anything, but. The way you enable your students to learn is what matters. So that was the most revealing game changer in the way I teach, and I have been teaching like that for the last 20 years. If you did want to develop a little bit more on this, it would be great if you could take a look at some of my favorite people, like Ken Robinson, Rita Peterson, 
and great linguists like David Noonan and Jack C. Richards. Awesome in everything they say, but one of the greatest people that influenced me was Benjamin Bloom and his taxonomy. He said that learning basically depends on memory. However, if you just memorize, then you're not thinking. We can't just focus on remembering. We need to remember and apply. So, if your story is somehow similar to mine, make the effort and stop putting students in the background, and let them be the center of everything that happens in class. In the next podcast, I'll try to help you prepare for your first day of class. Well, hope you enjoyed our podcast and catch you in our next unit.